Israel is brutally bombing Gaza, one of the most densely populated areas on earth. And in one day this December, Israel killed 700 Palestinians. Israel has launched more than 10,000 airstrikes in less than two months. And Israel is using weapons provided by the United States in order to target civilians in Gaza. And most outrageously of all, there are even reports that the U.S. Congress is now supporting Israel in an ethnic cleansing campaign. More than 15,000 Palestinians had been killed as of the end of November, and around 70% of the Palestinians killed by Israel in Gaza have been women and children. Even the New York Post, which is a right-wing media outlet owned by the conservative billionaire oligarch Rupert Murdoch, even the New York Post published an article titled, Hell on Earth, Israel Launches 10,000th Airstrike in Gaza, 700 people reported killed in the past 24 hours. This was published on the 3rd of December, and it quoted the representative of the United Nations Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, who said, quote, Hell on Earth has returned to Gaza. And that's in reference to the fact that there was a temporary ceasefire which ended and Israel has resumed this brutal bombing campaign with weapons provided by the U.S. The Wall Street Journal reported that among the weapons that Washington is sending are 2,000-pound bunker buster bombs. And I'm reading here from the Wall Street Journal, quote, the U.S. has provided Israel with large bunker buster bombs among tens of thousands of other weapons and artillery shells. And the newspaper added that the surge of U.S. arms includes roughly 15,000 bombs and 57,000 artillery shells. And it began shortly after the October 7th attack and has continued. So these are only the weapons the U.S. has provided since October. And that is in addition to the unconditional $3.8 billion of military aid that the U.S. gives to Israel every single year. But it's not just the weapons that the U.S. is sending to Israel. In some ways, what is even more important is the political support that Washington is giving, which allows Israel to commit war crimes and atrocities without any consequences. The U.S. uses its veto power in the United Nations Security Council to prevent any consequences and to prevent a ceasefire, a permanent ceasefire from being declared. And most outrageously of all, there are even reports that the U.S. Congress is now supporting Israel in an ethnic cleansing campaign. This was reported by the top Israeli newspaper, Israel Hayom, which is pro-Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, the far-right leader of Israel. It is essentially a propaganda outlet in support of him. This newspaper is owned by the family of the billionaire oligarch Sheldon Adelson. He died in 2021, but he had been a major donor to the Republican Party in the U.S., and he had been one of Netanyahu's most important allies. He was very conservative, and in fact, he lost money running this newspaper because he gave it out for free, but it was a way of manufacturing consent for Netanyahu 
and his far-right policies in Israel. And this newspaper published an article titled, Senior U.S. Lawmakers Review Plan Linking Gaza Refugee Resettlement to U.S. Aid to Arab Countries. And it notes that the proposal has the support from senior officials in both the Republican and Democratic parties in the U.S., and it calls to condition foreign aid to Egypt, Iraq, Yemen, and Turkey, now known as Turkey, on the condition that they accept Palestinian refugees. So this article reveals that the U.S. Congress is collaborating with Israel on a plan to ethnically cleanse the entire Palestinian population of Gaza, to force them out of their home, and then to send them to neighboring countries and the U.S. is going to basically force those countries to, to engage in this ethnic cleansing. Now, the image included in this article has a map, and it shows Egypt, Turkey, Iraq, and Yemen. And it says that the plan is to send half of the roughly 2 million Palestinians in Gaza to Egypt across the border. And many Israeli officials have revealed that their plan is to force Palestinians to ethnically cleanse them and to force them to live in the desert of the Sinai Peninsula in Egypt. And then this this map also shows that 500,000 of the roughly 2 million Gazans will go to Turkey, and then 250,000 will go to Iraq, and 250,000 will go to Yemen. Now, note, that equals up to 2 million, which is roughly the entire population of Gaza. So this is this is a complete ethnic cleansing of the entire population. And Israel is trying to do this with the direct support of the U.S. government, which is going to blackmail these countries, which are U.S. allies. And by doing so, the United States is directly complicit in crimes against humanity and is helping Israel to carry out what top officials have referred to as a new Nekba. Now, the Nekba refers to the mass ethnic cleansing of indigenous Palestinians in 1948, which led to the creation of the colonial state of Israel. And a top Israeli minister recently admitted, he said in an interview, quote, we are rolling out Nekba 2023. He said the goal is to have a new Nekba in Gaza. That is, to ethnically cleanse the population out of Gaza, these Israeli officials are publicly admitting to this blatant war crime and crime against humanity, and the U.S. government is complicit in this. What Israel is doing with Washington's staunch support meets the international definition of genocide. That is why in November, top U.N. experts warned that the Palestinian people in Gaza are in danger of genocide. This is a statement you can read on the official website of the United Nations Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. The statement said that Israel's atrocities in Gaza, quote, point to a genocide in the making, that Israeli officials have shown increasing genocidal incitement, calling for a second Nekba. And the Palestinian people are at the risk of genocide. Even the New York Times, which is extremely pro-Israel and biased, acknowledged that there is genocidal rhetoric coming from top Israeli officials. In November, the New York Times published an article titled, Erase Gaza, 
War unleashes incendiary rhetoric in Israel, noting that experts say that inflammatory statements by prominent Israelis are normalizing the idea of killing civilians and mass deportations. All of this clearly falls under the international definition of genocide that is clearly written into international law. The United Nations clearly spells this out on its website on the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, which says that, quote, genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group, including killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births or forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Many of those conditions are being met. And again, if you read the, the definition, it clearly st stipulates that it's in whole or in part. Israel doesn't have to try to kill every single Palestinian on earth to be engaged in genocide. It is engaged in genocide by targeting the two million Palestinians in Gaza by mass casualties of intentional destruction of, of civilian infrastructure, intentional mass killing of civilians, of mass ethnic cleansing, of ending the nation, the Palestinian nation in Gaza. This was spelled out in gruesome detail in an article in the mainstream Israeli media outlet 972, which again is based in Israel. This is an Israeli media outlet. And they published an article in a member titled, A Mass Assassination Factory Inside Israel's Calculated Bombing of Gaza. And it noted that the Israeli army has expanded authorization for the bombing of non-military targets, that is civilians, it has loosened constraints regarding expected civilian casualties and is using AI, artificial intelligence, to generate more potential targets, leading to one of the deadliest military campaigns against Palestinians since the Nekba of 1948. And this article notes that the Israeli army has significantly expanded its bombing of targets that are not distinctly military in nature, including private residences, public buildings, infrastructure and high-rise blocks and this article revealed that israel's main goal is to harm palestinian civil society to intentionally kill as many civilians as possible and create a shock this is the definition of terrorism and the article noted that the Israeli military command knowingly approves the killing of hundreds of Palestinian civilians and the attempt to assassinate a single top Hamas military commander. And this article extensively quotes internal sources inside Israel. And an Israeli source said, quote, nothing happens by accident. When a three-year-old girl is killed in a home in Gaza, it's because someone in the army decided it wasn't a big deal for her to be killed, that it was a price worth paying in order to hit another target. Everything is intentional. We know exactly how much collateral damage there is in every home. So this is a quote from an Israeli source, quote, everything is intentional. We know exactly how much collateral damage there is in every home. And then the article further expands on the artificial intelligence system that's being used, which is called Habsorah, which means the gospel. 
and it was described by a former Israeli intelligence officer as creating a, quote, mass assassination factory. That is the term from a former Israeli official, a, quote, mass assassination factory. Now, earlier I looked at this Wall Street Journal article that detailed how the U.S. is sending Israel 2,000-pound bunker buster bombs, and the U.S. has sent more than 15,000 bombs and 57,000 artillery shells to Israel just since October 7th. Well, the mainstream U.S. media outlet Axios has provided even more detail about this in a report titled, U.S. has provided Israel with more than 70,000 weapons since 1950. Now, obviously, that's a very conservative estimate because just since October, the U.S. has provided around 70,000 bombs and artillery shells, according to the Wall Street Journal. But this Axios article is looking at weapons shipments, not just individual bombs and such. And they created a graphic that looks at the annual U.S. arms transfers to Israel of aircraft, ground vehicles, missiles, and munitions. And you can see that it's been very consistent over decades going back to the 1960s and 70s, but especially in the 2000s, you can see a huge increase in the number of munitions that the U.S. has sent to Israel, helping it carry out these war crimes and atrocities against the occupied Palestinian populations. Axios noted that, quote, Israel is the largest recipient of U.S. foreign military assistance, and most of that aid comes in the form of weapons grants. So I should point out that not only is the U.S. directly facilitating these Israeli war crimes, but this also means that U.S. weapons corporations are profiting. The military-industrial complex is profiting. So the U.S. is giving these grants to Israel, and Israel uses those grants to basically for free get access to U.S. weapons and military equipment that is built by corporations that get massive government contracts from the United States. So this is a massive public subsidy for death profiteers, for the military industrial complex to profit from the mass killing of Palestinians. And this Axios report noted that according to a U.S. arms transfer expert, quote, U.S. weapons are being used extensively in the current Israeli operations in Gaza. And in 2023, just this year, the U.S. has provided Israel with at least 16 types of weapons, including missiles and aircraft. Among the weapons that the U.S. has provided to Israel is white phosphorus. This has been reported extensively, and in fact, a local newspaper in Arkansas the Arkansas Times, reported that Israel is using white phosphorus shells in Gaza that were made in the U.S. state of Arkansas. I'm reading from the newspaper here, quote, Markings on the white phosphorus munitions photographed October 11th indicate they were manufactured at Arkansas's Pine Bluff Parsenal, the only remaining manufacturer of white phosphorus munitions in North America. Brian Kastner, a weapons investigator at Amnesty International, told the Arkansas Times that his group had verified several videos that almost certainly show that white phosphorus smoke projectiles were used in Gaza. Human Rights Watch has also confirmed this in a report from back on October 12th. It stated, quote, 
Human Rights Watch verified videos taken in Lebanon and Gaza on October 10th and 11th, 2023, respectively, showing multiple airbursts of artillery-fired white phosphorus, and it added that the use of white phosphorus in Gaza, one of the most densely populated areas in the world, magnifies the risk to civilians and violates the international humanitarian law prohibition on putting civilians at unnecessary risk. Amnesty International, the world's leading human rights organization, confirmed that Israel has been using this deadly munition not only in Gaza, but also in Lebanon, noting in a report on October 31st that Israel's use of white phosphorus, quote, must be investigated as a war crime and that Israel's attacks are indiscriminate and unlawful. Now, white phosphorus is like something that you would see in a horror movie. It is atrocious. This is from the report in the Arkansas Times. It notes that white phosphorus is a chemical substance that self-ignites upon exposure to oxygen and burns until it is deprived of oxygen, producing long-lasting rapacious fires and resulting in excruciating injuries. Sometimes buildings struck by white phosphorus will burn continuously for weeks and victims' burns will reignite after medical dressings are taken off. It's like from a sci-fi or a horror movie. And the, the report notes that the damage it can cause is severe. Because white phosphorus is fat soluble, it burns through flesh and penetrates deep tissue. And I would add, it goes down to the bone. I mean, you do not want to see photos or video of this. It is horrific. And the re- report notes that White phosphorus is also often absorbed into the bloodstream and can lead to organ damage and failure. The smoke it emits is noxious to breathe, and the fatality rate of even minor burns from white phosphorus is high. The only reason that Israel would use this is to try to kill as many people as possible. And it's indiscriminate. Not only, obviously these weapons don't discriminate between civilians and militants. Israel is engaged in a genocidal assault, killing as many civilians as possible. And Israel's stated goal, admitted by top officials, is to ethnically cleanse the Palestinian population, forcing them out of Gaza. And the U.S. government is directly complicit in these crimes against humanity. And many people in the region can very clearly see this. The Washington Post published an article in November titled, Many in Middle East Blame United States for Devastation in Gaza. The article noted that in Lebanon, a newspaper had a front page story in which President Biden's face was superimposed over pictures of dead Palestinian children, and the headline said, Western Genocide. The article noted that In many countries in West Asia and North Africa, people are boycotting U.S. corporations like Starbucks and McDonald's. Protesters are marching on U.S. diplomatic missions and even burning American flags. And I'm going to read a quote from this article. The prevailing view throughout the Middle East is that while Israel is doing the fighting, this is an American war. Without the diplomatic cover and high-tech munitions provided by the United States, the reasoning goes, Israel would not be able to carry out the massive operation it launched in Gaza. And the Washington Post noted that a UN official described this as complete and utter carnage. 
These are indisputable crimes against humanity, and it has become so outrageous that even mainstream media outlets that are very biased in support of Israel are being forced to acknowledge this extremely sadistic reality. On that note, I'm going to end. I'm Ben Norton. This is Geopolitical Economy Report. Please subscribe to our channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video. If you prefer a podcast version, you can listen to all of our videos as a podcast if you just look up Geopolitical Economy Report. I want to thank everyone. I'll see you next time.